Today we're looking at the Saturday and Sunday NFL schedule. I'm happy college football's gone. That gives us more opportunity to talk and watch the NFL. So first game Saturday, Houston is visiting the Buccaneers. Tampa is a three-point underdog at home. I think the regular Jameis Winston, as we predicted last week, will show up. He's good for three picks, as always. They have no reason to play. They have nothing to play for. Houston got lucky with the trick play interception against the Titans, who I still think was the better team last week. So I like Houston in a route on the road. Yeah, man, I'm... while you were talking, I'm kind of debating with myself there because there was this injury a couple of weeks ago that Jameis Winston had, um, and they were talking about it could possibly be a a, a micro fracture, if I if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I gotta agree with you on this one. Jameis Winston has nothing to play for really, unless he feels like his job is at stake, but I don't think it is. Uh, yeah, I'll take Tampa Bay on that one too. Um. Houston has everything to lose here. Um, Houston uh, is uh, fighting for playoff positioning. Um, <clears throat> they did just beat uh, the Titans, like you said. Um, but uh, I do like Houston to uh, take advantage of a hapless bus team that they doesn't have anything to play for. Uh, I'm going to go the same route as Mark. Uh, Houston in a route. Yeah, you know, I, I, would love, I would love to take Houston, but they're just so inconsistent. You know, and they're losing to teams that are lesser than them. I don't know. I'm still going. I'm going to go ahead with. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with Houston too. Next game is very interesting. I'm not going to call it the game of the week, but it's game of the week one B. The Bills in New England plus six and a half. I swear if they had a decent quarterback, they would have won last week and they would be, numbers-wise, tied for first. I think TB12 is on the downside. They literally have no receivers. Their defense is becoming exposed. I think they're being tired and overused in different schemes. Their zone is susceptible to crossing routes. I'm taking the Bills on the road and the points because they need to prove that they are a strong playoff caliber team. I like the Bills too, man. You know, uh, everything you said was on the money. Uh, the Bills are playing hot. And like for the second week in a row, I'm going to say it, uh, Tom Brady is a, he's just a liability left for his team right now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go clean sweep here. I'm gonna take the Bills also. Um, I think uh, I think Tom Brady is uh, finally regressing. I think the guy is, uh, you know, finally showing his age, and I don't think Bill Belichick is gonna be able to pull any genius out of his hat. And I think uh, the Bills are hungry. They're looking to uh, make a name for themselves and to uh, to uh, be a team that uh, free agents want to play in. You know, they're playing for a lot here. They're not just playing for this year. You know, they're playing for their future. You know, they're uh, in the bad for so long, and uh, they finally got someone who can put a good team together. So uh, they're, they're playing for a lot more than just this uh, particular weekend. So uh, I like the Bills also, 
And I'm going to say a healthy seven, seven plus points here also. It'll be a, an above average one for them. I would like to see as encouragement Thurman Thomas, but especially Jim Kelly, show up to the game, go in the locker room, and tell these gentlemen, this is what you're playing for. Mike, you're exactly correct. It's just not today. It's not tomorrow. You have the opportunity to put this franchise back on the map as being a decent, quality team. Plus, the interesting thing is the over-under is only 37 and a half. So they're predicting predicting a very low-scoring game where I think Josh Allen could run for more than 100 yards. The guy is not scared of anything, so I, I... I like Buffalo strong, and if they would have played decently and took advantage of their opportunities last week, they would win this week and actually be in first place and about to host the playoff game. Yeah, I just realized that uh, this game is uh, the Patriots are not the, uh, the number one top dog right now. They have a lot to play for, and so do the Bills. So uh, I really like the Bills to come out here and uh, show that uh, not only can they uh, – take over that top seed in the AFC, but, uh, you know, re-arrive in the uh, AFC playoff picture uh, for years to come. Uh, this is definitely one of the games of the week. It's not the game of the week. Uh, good call, Mark. The next game, talking about a team who has everything to play for. Oh. The Niners are hosting the Rams. Niners are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I can't believe how competitive the NFC is right now. Niners are a five seed, and if the playoffs started today, they would be on the road. If they win out and other teams lose, like New Orleans and maybe even the Packers, the Niners will be the number one seed in the NFC. I think the point spread is a little low. I would make it Niners minus eight and a half. The Rams have nothing to play for. Goldilocks is running for her life. Gurley is ready to go into a retirement home. McVeigh's been exposed. As I predicted, and hopefully Brian now has his complete concrete explanation about how the Cowboys demolished the rounds in every aspect I pointed out last week. I like the Niners big, even to the point if they need to, in the second half of the fourth quarter, they can rest Jimmy G. I like the Niners big, but if it was more than eight and a half, nobody would bet on this game. Well, you know what? This is, uh, this is a uh, division game here. We can't forget about that. Strange things happen during division games. Uh, another thing to take into account, the Niners, um, the Niners' defense has been totally decimated, and it hadn't mattered until uh, last week against Atlanta, and they just could not contain Atlanta. Uh, the Niners are getting Sherman back and Quan, um, uh, who was a, a nickelback. I forget his last name. I'm sure Mike knows it. Oh, Conway, uh, Conway. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
I I like the Niners here. I'm just not so sure about them covering six and a half. Um, I like them. I like the Niners here. I think the Niners uh, they control their own destiny. Mark was right, but uh, all the Niners have to do is just win the next two games, and they'll be the number one seed. Even if New Orleans uh, wins out, uh, we beat them in the tiebreaker since we won since we won head to head with them, Mark. Um, so. All the Niners have to do is win the next two weeks, and they will be the number one overall seed in the NFC and get the first round by. Um, the Rams are transmitting for the playoffs if uh, they beat us and then next week and get a little help. So they're not totally dead, but the Oh, Mike is cutting out. Um, Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back now. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I, I thought the Rams laid a huge egg last week, and uh, I don't think they're really playing the ball that, uh, that we all thought they were. Um, so uh, uh, the Niners have everything to lose here. Uh, the Rams can play spoiler and try to sneak into the playoffs here, but uh, I like uh, I like the Niners and I like Big. I think uh, Kyle's gonna Kyle and the boys are gonna want to uh, get right after uh, that uh, flop of a game that they played against a hapless four win uh, Falcons team. Yeah, that, the Niners. That, going back to that Rams game, man, I just cannot believe. I mean, Mike. I mean, you called it right, um, Mark. But I cannot believe that they let the Dallas Cowboys run a train on those guys like that. That was absolutely mind blowing. And uh, it was it was really uh, just a war of attrition. Really, Dallas played exactly the way that they normally do. And it's almost like the Rams forgot that they were playing the Dallas Cowboys. It's like they were thought they were playing a totally different team, and nothing they did worked. Um, I, I again, I thought I thought the Rams were doing something uh, the last couple of weeks, but they just—I'm uh, not impressed anymore with them. They look totally unprepared, man. That was coaching. I'm pointing right at coaching about that because the the team, the defense is pretty much still intact except for a couple of pieces from last year. So what's the difference between last year and this year? It's got to be the coaching. These guys are playing flat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Niners are going to win, but the Rams always find motivation to play us tough. Yeah, they do. They you have to go back. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Um, the only other point I was going to make about this game was um, – <clears throat> Because uh, uh, it, it being a divisional game, and weird things can happen. Um, I don't think this game. Uh, I don't think the Niners are going to lose this game. They have too much riding on this. I just, like Brian just said, um, uh, it's possible that we allow the Rams to play as tougher than than we should. But uh, I think there's going to be some get right, and I think the Niners uh, want to stick it to them not only to get get right right before the playoffs, but we got a huge, basically for all the marbles next week against Seattle, in Seattle, which we have a tough time playing in. So uh, I think this is going to be one of those get-right games uh, where we show that, uh, you know, we hit on all cylinders and uh, really embarrass them. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. The thing we're forgetting, and we're giving the Rams the benefit of the doubt, is after last year's Super Bowl, when they were exposed as being frauds, we all predicted their demise, and if it wasn't for the Arizona Cardinals 
being in their division, the Rams would be a last place team. Every aspect of last week, fundamentally in the skill positions, not to pat myself on the back, but I predicted the Rams failed miserably. They've got to go back to the scoreboard. They go back to the drawing board. And Gurley is done. People don't remember that Todd Gurley had several serious injuries when he was in college. So he was a 12-year veteran when he was drafted. He was damaged goods going in. So I think the Niners are just going to cruise. And I like the way the Niners play running back by committee. They're never going to have a running back that leads the league in rushing, but they're going to have a bunch of guys who are 600 to 650 yards. They all make sense, and they know how to successfully run their scheme. So I like the Niners in a a blowout. The the Niners have three running backs who have 500 yards now, Breida, Coleman, and Mostert. All have over 500 yards. They haven't done that since the Niners had the uh, famous million-dollar backfield featuring Joe Perry. Um, this is uh, this is uh, a, right out of uh, Bill Belichick's playbook, man. He uh, we he uses four four running backs just like we do. Um, nobody gets the ball uh, a lot, like you said, but uh, it's a war of attrition. By the fourth quarter, you're tired of seeing one guy, so we stick the other two guys down your throat. And uh, I, I like uh, I like Mark's point. Um, this is going to be a uh, a war of attrition. I think the Rams are going to lose uh, because they just don't have. And it's uh, you know what? I think you can really point this whole Rams demise not to McVay because McVay's only thirty three years old. He's young. He's supposed to do that. The real demise is Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips got old overnight. His defense did not. He did not make any adjustments. He, was a, he, he put on a master class in, in, the, uh, in the Super Bowl. If it wasn't for Wade Phillips, the Patriots would have scored 30 points, and it would have been 30, 35 to 3 or 36 to 3. Um, Wade Phillips uh, is the real uh, question mark or the real head scratcher here. Uh, McVay has an excuse. Uh, Wade Phillips does not. Okay, now we're on to the Sunday games. Tennessee is hosting New Orleans, and Tennessee is a two-and-a-half-point dog. I like Tennessee still. I like the Tannehill magic. I After that fluky interception in last week's game, Tennessee dominated that game, played well, and... New Orleans does not play that well in spite of what their road record says. I looked at it. They only have one loss on the road, I believe. So I like Tennessee. I'm not going to call it an upset, but I like Tennessee at home because they want to prove to the world that they are a team that needs to be taken seriously. They're playoff bound. They can still overtake Houston. So I like Tennessee by three, that's why you've got the tricky half point in the spread. Yeah, you know, Tennessee, as long as Derrick Henry is uh, is healthy over there, and I like what you said about Tannehill. Tannehill's doing his thing, and the defense is holding up, man. I'm going to go ahead with, uh, with Tennessee as well. Um, I'd love to see Tennessee uh, beat New Orleans and put New Orleans right back down in their place. Um, Drew Brees looks like he's on a mission. He uh he really lit it up last week. 
Um, he, he only threw one in completion, broke the touchdown record. Um, I think that guy is really uh, on a mission this year to well, win another Super Bowl before he retires. Um, I actually, I really like the Saints to uh, expose Tennessee for what they are. A young up-and-coming team, but not ready to hang with the big boys. Uh, I like New Orleans by 10. Wow. 10-point road victory. That's that's yeah. pretty impressive prediction. Uh, I, uh, think, I, think I think Breeze uh, is on a mission. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Next two games we're going to discuss are the frauds of the week. They shouldn't even play these games. Even if they gave tickets away for free and the homeless people were cold, sitting in the snow, they wouldn't want to eat any popcorn or hot dogs. First of the dogs is the Giants in D.C. and the Skins are two-and-a-half-point favorites. This is one of Eli's swan songs. I don't like Haskins at all. So I'm just going to say Giants road victory, and hopefully we can move on from this game very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I like the Giants too. Uh, I'm going to be a stick in the mud and say the Redskins. Okay, next dog is the Ducks versus the Jets, the Steelers on the road in New York. The Steelers are a three-point road favorite. I really don't care. Next. Well, I saw an interesting <laughs> stat. I saw an interesting stat that uh, the Steelers, I normally would like the Jets to um, to spoil things for the Steelers if they can or just win. But I saw something interesting about the Steelers. The Steelers have no players on the injury report this week. So, you know, that doesn't mean a lot against the Jets team, but just because of that, I'm gonna take I'm gonna go ahead and take the Steelers. Yeah, I like the Steelers. Uh I like their defense. Um I think they're still starting that kid that I dubbed the law firm, Devlin Hodges. He looks like uh, he could be a decent replacement if uh they were up. Um I like uh, the Steelers. Just so we have it recorded on the books, for some reason, because I'm insane, uh, I like the Jets in this game. Why not be a naysayer? There you go. Uh, next, next game is uh, Mike Tyson going to an elementary school and beating up all the little girls. The Ravens are 10-point road favorites against the Mayfields. I hate the progressive commercials that Mayfield is doing. Everybody put all their ducks in a basket and thought, oh, the Browns are going to be the one and only team. They're going to be the one that we have to follow. They're the Cinderella story. Well, Cinderella wears a size 15 E shoe, and that slipper's not going to fit. I like the Ravens in a huge route by 24 points, and I've said enough. I'm going to take the Browns here, man. 
the Browns found a way to upset, and they put up some serious points on the Ravens earlier in the year. I, for, I, I don't have it in front of me what the score was, but they routed the Ravens. It's, it's one of those things, just like we were talking about before, man, those uh, division games. Those division games, you guys see them twice a week, I mean, twice a season. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger going around there. You've watched this guy. You know what he's going to do before he does it. You you picked up on his body language, and I just think that that's what you have here. Browns are not a good team. They're not even an average team. But they, for some reason, they had the Ravens number. And, you know, that's highly unlikely to happen again. But I'm going to go ahead and take uh, I'm going to take the Browns to go ahead and beat that spread. Um, I would love to take uh, the Browns because I want to watch uh, the Ravens lose again. But uh, I think uh, the reason why, well, this is the reason why Baltimore fans said that they lost that first game was because they were missing a bunch of starters and there were a lot of injuries on the team. And the players that weren't even on the team that are playing now, that are playing big roles um, when they lost to them. So uh, I would love to believe the Browns are going to beat them, but uh, I think uh, I think they get absolutely cringe. I'm, a, I'm with Mark. I don't think necessarily it's going to be a 24-point-plus uh, beatdown, but it's going to be a, a double-digit loss at the Browns. All the Browns have is... Nick Chubb, and I think the Ravens are going to neutralize him, and they've got a resurgent Mark Ingram in their backfield, so, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be ugly in in Cleveland. Next game, people just playing out the string. Carolina is a six-and-a-half-point road underdog in Indianapolis. Indianapolis will finish seven and nine, maybe eight and eight if they're lucky. Their fans have something to cheer about if you enjoy kissing your sister repeatedly. But I, I think it's just going to be a, a fight between two drunk guys in a bar whose wives are divorcing them. So I'll take Indy to cover at home, but. Barely. I'm going to take Carolina. Um, I just don't like the fight in uh, Indy. They don't seem like they're playing for anything, and they're not really not playing for anything. Also, I'd like to make a prediction. I don't know if I ever shared this with you guys. I think that there's a, a trend going on where players, instead of going on injured reserve, I think that they're just going to start retiring. I mean, look at the benefit of that. You retire, that way you can use whatever substance you want to go ahead and, uh, you know, recover and bring yourself back. I am willing to guarantee that we're going to see Andrew Luck back um, with Andy next year. All healed up. Um, I like uh, Carolina to win this game. I'm not really sure what the score is going to be. It's probably going to be ugly. Um, there was a point during this season before we started doing this that uh, Indianapolis was, looked like when uh, their quarterback wasn't hurt. looked like one of the hottest teams in the league, and they were. And uh, the uh, quarterback got hurt, and the whole uh, the whole train got derailed. 
Um, hopefully, when they get healthy next year, have another good draft. They can make another run at it. But uh, Carolina wins a meaningless game for both of them. I don't really care what the point spread is. Uh, they'll win the game. That's it. Looking at the Andrew Luck angle, there are several rumors going around. To Brian's point that Andrew Luck will come back, but he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Because he's not under contract to anybody. He's retired. He's washed his hands. The Raiders need a big name. Derek Carr is a serviceable QB, but they need some kind of thing to light the lamp on the strip. So that's the talk on the street. Well, Indianapolis has still has the rights. Even though he retired, they still have the rights to him if he comes back. Or else anytime someone, you know, didn't want to be on a team, they just have to retire and then unretire and then they can sign with the other team. So if, if so, when he does come back, Indy is gonna have their guy. Is is not just up for grabs because he he's actually yeah. yeah he go ahead. Oh, Brian's right. You're right. Keep yeah, going. He's uh he's not necessarily up for grabs, and the Raiders are a horrible organization, man. There's no way uh, that guy's gonna run around over there. Anyway, I'm sure he made some back you know back. Uh, Backroom deal, shook some hands and said, hey, I want to retire. I need to uh, heal up. I'm going to have to smoke some pot or do some PEDs to get myself back. Because he's been hurt for a long time, man. You know, and I'm sure he's sick of it. Everybody's sick of it. So why not retire and then come back? So he's going to be on Josh Gordon's infomercial on... Uh, you can make a little money, smoke a little pot, do a little PEDs. He's going to replace the uh, Peloton girl as being the most popular face on commercials. Yeah, well, I hear, they're, they're, I hear they're dangling a carrot, you know, for this uh, this new uh, CBA. And they're saying, no, you know, give us an extra, give us an extra week of football and we'll give you guys uh, marijuana. So, yeah, I heard about this. I heard, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but uh, uh, eventually marijuana is going to be a thing in all sports. Uh, maybe in the next five years it'll be in every sport where uh, uh, all, all the players will be able to do it, um, including uh, mixed martial arts and baseball and all that. Um, but uh, I don't see the uh, that rule changing this year. It'll be a part of the CBA, uh, for sure, uh, as, a, as a bargaining chip. They'll give the players marijuana, but they'll give the owners that additional game because it's more revenue for them. And most of those owners don't really care about winning, if I'm being honest. Uh, most of those owners just are looking to uh, stay in the positive every year uh, with their team, money-wise. So, uh, you know, you'll eventually see uh, uh, weed be uh, legalized in the NFL. Next game is only for incentive bonuses. You've got the stash who had a miracle comeback last week in Oakland facing Matt Ryan, who is the bonus baby. 
Atlanta is a seven and a half point favorite against the Stashes. I like the Falcons in here to have a double digit victory. It's interesting how they had to score two touchdowns at the end of last week's game to actually win the game. And going back to the Niners for a second, it's so unfortunate that all three of their losses have come on the very last play of the game. So the stash has played well. He's going to be the starter next year in Jacksonville. But I like the Falcons by two touchdowns in this game. Wait a minute. Um, it's the It's Atlanta where? Atlanta at home. At home against who? Jacksonville. Jaguars. Oh, Jacksonville. Nashville. Yeah, I'll take I'll take uh I'll take Atlanta. Now, you know what? My intuition is telling me Jacksonville. Um these guys were a four win team until they caught the Niners off guard. And uh there's no reason why they should keep winning. They they got five games. Um they're they're no better than Jacksonville is. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Jacksonville to beat the spread. Um, I actually like that because uh, Atlanta's actually hurting themselves by winning games. They need a lot of help. That team is not very good. They played well above their pay grade last week. And uh, the Niners just uh, played flat, you know, against them. They just kind of was like, eh, we really don't care. And uh, Jacksonville is nothing to play for winning this game. Hurts them, too. You know, they, need to, they both need to have the highest uh, uh, draft pick that they could possibly get. So, uh, I think once the once the pillow fight, once the whistle blows on the pillow fight after four quarters, Jacksonville accidentally wins this game by three. So, Brian, you're actually giving up your analytics and you're following your female intuition on this game. That's a, a surprising bold move on your part. <laughs> uh, you know, his sexuality is fluid. It's, it's yeah, very funny. What about Mayhomes? We haven't heard from about Mayhomes. Who's Mayhomes playing? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to the, you. You were just jonesing to throw a Mayhomes out there already. I. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were uh, leaving Mayhomes entertainment to you so far this week. So no, we're 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 going down to South Beach. We're going to play the strength of the facial follicles this week. It's going to be the red rifle versus the beard. Cincinnati is a one-point road favorite over the Dolphins. I like the facial Fitzmagic in this game. I told everybody I was going all Dolphins all the time the rest of the season to Mike's dismay. And I have a feeling that the beatdown that the Dolphins are going to put on the Red Rifle is going to be so egregious, excuse me, Mike, (laughs) that we're going to go body surfing after halftime and there'll be some unknown comic in the backfield. So I like the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins too, man. Uh, it's just, I just think that Cincinnati at this point is a worse is a is a worse team. Uh, I would have reversed that earlier in the season, but now 
I like I'll just take the Dolphins. I just think that they'll they'll fight more. I don't know. I'm just kind of making shit up. I just feel the Dolphins are gonna take it. Why not? Is that more of your female intuition coming through? Oh, that's that's the that's the real intuition, man. Call it what you want to. As long as I'm a winner, baby. Yeah, so you've got your uh, pink song and your high heel transparent slut shoes on right now as you're prognosticating. Well, you know, the fact that you're even visualizing this stuff is kind of disturbing here. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's sweep up after yourself. I've got my towel in my lap, so I'm good. <laughs> All right, go on. Let's go. I got shit to do. Where's the next game? Okay, Mike. Mike, did you say anything about the Red Rifle? Oh, versus? yeah. Yeah, the, the Dolphins are going to win this game. To be honest, who cares? It's a fight okay. for who gets the number one pick in the draft. You know, Dolphins. Next game, I actually think this is a typo on the spread. The Detroit Lions are going to Mile High Stadium to face the emerging Drew Locks, I think that's his name. The Broncos are six-and-a-half-point home favorites. I think it could be 16-and-a-half in a controlled environment. The uh, Detroit Patricias can't get out of their own way, let alone playing in the snow. The only thing they have going for them is Matt Prater knows how to kick in the bad weather and in altitude. So I like Denver surprisingly in a route, and John L. will be able to pat himself on the back and say, see, I found a quarterback who's just like me. Yeah, I agree with the, the Denver pick. Um, I don't see Detroit being able to put up a fight. Yeah, I like Denver also. But again, this is another one of those. Who cares? I like Denver. Next game coming straight to you from Carson, California. The L.A. Chargers and the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders are playing at Carson Elementary School. Well, they'll play in front of... 16 little four-year-olds and a couple bums and a couple teachers. So Chargers are seven-point home favorites. I can't believe that the Chargers were favored over anybody. Did you so say 17 points? Seven. I'm sorry, seven points. I like the Raiders to beat Phillip Rivers into the ground. See, the reason why I, I got to take the Raiders here is because the Raiders are always doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. The, everybody believes the Chargers are supposed to win this game. The Raiders are going to come out, and they're just um, they're stubbornly persistent in wrongdoing. So they're going to win this game just because they're not supposed to. I'm going to take the Raiders. Yeah, I'm so sick and tired of the Chargers, man. I uh, egregiously picked the Chargers as a preseason uh, Super Bowl favorite, and... Uh, Man, I look like an absolute idiot for that. Uh, Philip Rivers has aged very poorly this year. That guy needs to retire. Chargers are hapless. Uh, um, and yeah, Brian's right. The Raiders do do exactly what they're not supposed to do all the time, and they win unintentionally because they don't know any better. Uh, I like the Raiders winning here too. 
and uh, keeping pace in that playoff race. Uh, there's still there's still an outside shot of getting the wild card spot. I don't understand why every season, whether they're in San Diego or Los Angeles, everybody thinks the Philip Rivers-led Chargers are destined for the Super Bowl. Mike, what led you before the season started to think that they had any kind of playoff aspirations, let alone being a Super Bowl-bound team? Because of their defense, they were actually playing top five defense last year, and they have one of the best, if not the best, safeties in the entire league in Derwin James. He was healthy. That pass rush was nasty. They got Ingram. They got Bosa. Um, even without them, Bosa just made the Pro Bowl. I believe uh, Ingram is an alternate. Uh, Derwin got hurt in the early part of the season. Um, so I had them as a Super Bowl favorite because of that defense. The defense was, in my opinion, going to be, if they stayed healthy, uh, a top three defense in the entire league. And I thought all Philip Rivers had to do was not age poorly and just play average, still above average uh, ball. And that team, that team could have closed it uh, to 11 or 12 wins, but that didn't happen. So, uh, you know, it was egg on the face for me. I can blame it on injuries if I want to. I'm not going to. Um, everybody has injuries. Um, the Niners have suffered uh, the second most injuries in the entire league, and we're still on the hunt for the number one seed, so that's not an excuse. That all comes down to coaching. And uh, Philip Rivers just looks like he's ready to retire and go take care of his 17 kids. As soon as <laughs> as soon as Melvin Gordon uh, folded his arms for a new contract, I knew it was over. Uh, that was the yep. secret. That's pretty much the secret to success with them is actually running the ball. Even though Eckler is has actually outperformed uh Melvin Gordon, yep. especially last yep. year. Um but you they're going to find out the Chargers are going to find out the hard way that Eckler is not going to be able to carry that team. I'm sure Gordon Hello? is going to go to another team and you know Gordon is probably going to get a big contract and he's going to suck the first year and then after that he's going to start lighting the world on fire. But Eckler is probably gonna spin his wheels, in the, you know, in the mud without positive traction. But the Chargers. I just look. Go ahead. I just look at the Chargers as being a space heater with the heat of trying to fight against a blizzard and a, a snowstorm. In those powder blue uniforms with that stupid lightning bolt on the side. They look more like a Japanese Saturday morning cartoon that Pikachu stars in. So I, I don't know. Chargers just, I don't know. And their name irritates me as well. What the fuck, the Chargers? It's bullshit. It's their whole vibe right now. Ever since they left that yeah. uh, that stadium, you know, you they, they listen. They were in a stadium where they couldn't even fill the seats. The 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 fans. Fill the seats. The fans were not supporting them. That is totally no. insane. Even the Browns fans support their team. The Raiders fans support their team. You know, if you don't, if your fans aren't supporting you, you're you're finished. Yeah, I agree with that. The whole team is in shambles from ownership on down. I'm surprised Philip Rivers stayed as long as he did. Man, the entire team is totally directionless. I was out there and. In Arizona, we were at a bar uh, across the street from the uh, the game, uh, Cleveland versus uh, Arizona, 
after the game, I see uh, Cleveland fans out there, and they look like they won. They were almost enthusiastic. They just they didn't give a shit, man. They just wanted to be there to support their team. I even saw uh, a Cleveland Browns fan chanting, Cleveland sucks, Cleveland sucks, about his own team. He didn't give a fuck, man. He just wanted to be there. Yeah. Well, he was thankfully out of Cleveland. Have you ever been to Cleveland before? That's the thing, too. Yeah, I have been there. It sucks. Uh, that's the Even thing the too. Tidy Bowl man doesn't go there. That's the thing, too, man. These Cleveland fans were not locals. These people were flying in, man. Yep. Yeah. Okay, this is a good segue. The next game is... I think it's going to be the current front runner for the MVP versus the MVP favorite maybe three years from now. Seattle are 10-point home favorites over the Kyler Murrays. I was shocked and disappointed in myself that the Murrays beat the Mayfields last week. It's like they had Fields and McCoys. So I like Seattle big in this game, 10 points at home, in that noise factory. I think Kyler's going to be trying to compete and pay more attention to how do I look better than Russell than actually leading the team. So I like Seattle by 17 in this game. Well, a little secret here. Seattle at this point in the league is the most overrated playoff team in the league right now. I like Arizona to maybe Arizona's not going to win this game, but they're going to beat that spread. They have no business going in there to do it, but they're going to do it. So Seattle's more overhyped than the Green Bay Packers. That's the, I think, most surprising and weakest fantasyful playoff team. Yeah, but no, we'll talk about the Packers later on. But nobody's even talking about the Packers right now. Everybody's talking about how well Russell Wilson is playing MVP football. That's why I mean that's why he's over. This this whole thing is overhyped. He's getting so much attention, but the team's playing so poorly. Uh, I like uh, Seattle because of Russell Wilson. That defense is terrible. And, uh, you know, Arizona's got another year or two before they can uh, make some noise, not only in the division, but in the NFC altogether. Um, they're just uh, overmatched. And uh, Russell Wilson by himself can beat the entire Arizona Cardinals for themselves. So, the whole league. so I like Seattle because of Russell Wilson. But uh, Brian Gray, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're extremely overhyped. Their record is... Uh, hilariously high for a team that uh, is probably going to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll, let, we'll let the playoffs uh, sort out who's who and what's what. <laughs> regular season has a tendency, I know Brian agrees with me, regular season has a tendency to lie to people and the real the real team step forward once the playoff hits because as soon as you get to the playoffs, if you can't do the two things I've been harping on for the last two seasons, if you can't travel and do the two things that you have to do to win the Super Bowl, and that's run the ball and play good defense, they're not going to win. And Seattle cannot run the ball very well, and their defense is hilarious. So, uh, Seattle is one of the most overhyped and 
worst 10 or 11 win teams. I don't even know how many wins they have uh, in the entire uh, that I've ever seen. In to the uh, matter of fact, um, so uh, I like the uh, playoffs to sort them out real quick. Next game, I'm surprisingly going to say, I think will be the most watched game of the weekend. It's the Cowboys traveling to Philly and taking a one and a half point favoritism along with them. I have a feeling the Cowboys showed all their goods. They shot their wad in Goldilocks' face last week and I think Carson Wentz is going to put his big girl panties on follow his female intuition like Mr. Alexander is doing this week and I like Philly to win this game man uh, I was really thinking about this game and my question is can Philly stop the run Uh, and I'm not totally sure what was the spread on this game again one and a half Philly home dog. Oh, jeez. I, I, I got to go with Philly, too. Uh, unfortunately, Dallas is going to win this game. Dallas is going to win the division. And whichever asshole has to go to Dallas to beat them in the wild card round uh, is going to send them home in the first round of the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't like I don't like Philly at all. Uh, uh, I think uh, Philly are uh, a bunch of charlatans, and I think I think uh, Dallas is going to do exactly what Brian just said. They're going to run the ball on them because they're not going to be able to stop it. And uh, Dak actually has a busted up shoulder, so they're definitely going to lean on the uh, run game in this game. They'll play. They're not going to they're going to keep them on a pitch count like they do in the in, in baseball. They'll probably throw maybe 20 passes in this game. It'll be a low-scoring affair, and Dallas' defense will do the rest. I like Dallas by five. I don't know how the Cowboys are going to play in the cold and the inclement weather. Elderly people don't do well in the cold, so I have a feeling Jerry's going to be sitting in a bubble to protect himself and keep his oxygen flowing. So I I like Philly in a a close game. The over under is forty six and a half, and I don't think there's going to be more than thirty five points for, scored in this game. Good point. Good grief! No way! Yeah. No way! Yeah. Now the game that Brian's been waiting for to talk about. He already let his Mayhomes out of his pants because his zipper busted. <laughs> It's the Chiefs as a six-point road favorite against the Bears. So I'm going to sit back, and the stage is open for Patrick Mayholm's favorite West Coast fan, Brian Alexander. Yeah, I'm going to take Mayholm's because uh, he just does it. He gets it done. uh, The the Bears just... uh, they're not, they're not living up to the hype of last year. For some reason, they're not playing good. De- well, we know what the reason is. They've had some uh, key coaches leave, and they just can't play defense. They just don't play defense as well. I, I like uh, 
the Chiefs to go ahead and uh, win this game. I don't know about the spread, but I'll take KC outright. Um, I like KC too. Uh, like Byron said, Chicago is poorly coached. They lost the uh, best thing about them last year, and that was uh, Vic Fangio. Um, their uh, defense is not nearly playing as well. Khalil Mack is still Khalil Mack, but uh, that whole defense as a whole is uh, nowhere near as ferocious as it was the year before. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has regressed, and I don't even know if that's possible because he wasn't very good last year. Um, I don't really know what to say about the Bears. I feel like the Bears are hapless. They made that trade. They traded all those picks for that one player, and I I told I told Brian, I was like, There's a, this doesn't do anything for them. They're going to be a one-year wonder like they were last year, and uh, they're hapless. And that game that uh, Patrick Mahomes played last week, in the snow, in the in a in a freaking blizzard for crying out for crying out loud, and I believe he went like he was perfect in the fourth quarter. He threw eight straight passes with no incompletions in a blizzard. I don't know. I feel like uh, that kid's on another level right now. Uh, I like the Chiefs uh, in a, in quite a big a, quite a big beatdown. Well, let's remember the rule in this forum: if you're going to say the name of the Chiefs quarterback. You have to say it correctly. So, Mr. Finn, you said Mahomes, and I didn't know who you were talking about. So, who's the quarterback <laughs> for the Chiefs? <Patrick. laughs> the base wonder himself, Mr. Big Arm, Patrick Mahomes. There you go. There you go. Very good. <laughs> you get a golden star uh, for that. I like yeah, the Chiefs dig this game. Now I think the game, this is the game of the week. This is the one where they're playing for all the marbles. It's the Monday night game. It's going to take place on my brother's 42nd birthday. Shout out to him. The Minnesota Vikings are hosting the Aaron Rodgers and their five and a half point home favorites. No one's given Green Bay a chance in this game based on the spread. Kirk Cousins, I think, is a joke. He's going to think that when he gets off the bus from his house that he actually is in Washington as opposed to Minnesota. I like the Packers big in this game, even though I think they're the biggest powder puff first-place team. I like... Rodgers over Cousins and Delvin Cook is not going to play in this game so yeah. all they have is Kirk Cousins and he's going to have to throw about 78 times yeah. to have a decent game. I like Green Bay in this game. Uh, I like Green Bay big too. Um, Aaron Rodgers knows what to do. He knows when to start stepping on the gas and uh, he doesn't disappoint, disappoint in the playoffs so much. So I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, Green Bay, like I said. Yeah, I like Green Bay too. Uh, Mark uh, said the biggest, the biggest uh, thing that Minnesota is lacking is running. If they had Dalvin Cook, I would give them a puncher's chance. If they could run the ball effectively on that defense, uh, I could see them uh, competing. But uh, Rodgers is going to uh, is going to uh, light up the scoreboard against them and embarrass their cousins, in my opinion. Uh, I could easily see them 
uh, putting up 30 to 40 points on them. And uh, uh, this is off. Uh, this is off the uh, the cuff here. Um, but I saw. I was waiting for you to get to the Packers game. I don't know if you guys saw this this morning. Uh, I thought this was absolutely uh, ridiculous. But uh, it made sense to what Brian said uh, at the beginning of the season when he brought up the fact that this is the 100th anniversary of the NFL. Um, James Jones and Willie McGinnis picked the playoff teams for the NFC and the AFC, and they they predicted a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl where the Packers win and uh, and they uh, you know win the Super Bowl uh, on the 100th anniversary because the Packers won the first Super Bowl ever. And the funniest part about it is in the NFC, they had the Niners not only as the fifth seed, but losing in the first round to Dallas. And they had the, the Ravens losing to the Chiefs in the second round. And uh, I think uh, I think I think whoever uh, whoever allowed those knuckleheads to uh, to uh, put on that uh, circus for 15 minutes on NFL Network should be fired. Uh, there's no way in hell. Green Bay runs the ball and plays defense all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, both of you. Well, you know what? I could see KC beating the Ravens just for the simple fact that uh, Kansas City is just known for putting up points quickly. And you have to keep up that type of pace. That means you have to become one-dimensional too. I I don't see uh, the Ravens as being able to make a lot of plays on defense to be able to get May Mayhomes off the field. So um I like it. Like I said before, Mike, I'm not gonna repeat it because the Niners are in the playoffs, but you remember what my my uh preseason uh Super Bowl call was. And yes, uh, I do. And they they did it for the same reason that I said it. So yeah. um and I didn't believe you, and, but now I believe you. And it's not so much about whether Aaron Rodgers can do anything or if they can run the – it matters whether where the uh, the refs want to steer the game. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. Last year, we're all yelling at our TV. The year before that, we're all yelling at our TV because the refs are obviously steering the game. You know, so it's just about who they want to win. The Packers get more lopsided referee calls on their side than any other team. Aaron Rodgers, all he has to do is look at the referee and, oh, yeah, somebody breathed in your face and they smelled like onions and ass and they get a roughing the quarterback penalty. The interesting about the first Super Bowl is Fred the Hammer Williamson, who became a star in black exploitation movies, played a defensive back for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, little side note right there. So, we've covered every game. Does anybody have any final thoughts, special wishes, or need to adjust their song and shout out Mayhomes one more time? 